Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. God is wonderful. Have you had a good day? Well, I tell you, God wants to set us up for a glorious new year and that there are good plans. The plans that he has for you are to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's just not a happy prosperity gospel, that's the Bible, hallelujah. It's the will of God towards you, he's a good father. None of us want misery for our children, God wants to bless us. My dear middle daughter Emily is currently on her way to the airport to go to Europe for three weeks, hallelujah. So mama said, you know, it's okay, I bless you, have a wonderful time, call me every 10 minutes, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, you know, over this coming break, I pray uh, for those of you in January, if you're heading back to work or if you're having some holidays, I pray that you really take time to let the Holy Spirit refresh you and encourage you uh, because He is a good Father who wants us to be in sync with what He's saying and what He's doing, amen? Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for your love for us. Father, for your faithfulness to us. Wow, God, you're so faithful. Father, that's your name, we give you honor. Thank you for your kindness, for your unfailing, unrelenting love. Father, I do ask for every one of our precious people, Lord, that you would strengthen us all with might in our inner being that we would truly come to know together with all the saints, Christ dwelling in our hearts through faith. That we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, Father, the great love of Christ that passes knowledge, that we'd be filled up to overflowing with all of your love. Father, I'm asking that you would come and that you would do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask, hope, or imagine. Father, I ask, Lord, that this would be a year that you would capture our faces, capture our hearts, capture our attention, and help us, Lord, to drink deeply from the river of your pleasure. Lord, that we might live and walk and run in the joy of your presence. Lord, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength. Lord, that they would be continually finding all their fountains in you. The deep, nourishing satisfaction of your great love. Lord, I pray that we would discover it in a fresh way this year, in the mighty and the holy name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen, amen. Well, I want to encourage you. The Father is looking for us to understand and live life and life more abundant. He wants us to live a full life filled with His love, with His joy, with His peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, hooray! That is happy news. Um, this week I've had a few days off which has been really nice after a really, really busy time. Uh, we've just been running, seeing such amazing miracles, amazing souls coming to Christ. It's just been glorious, the crusades and the, the things that the Lord has been doing. But to have a few days rest has been a lovely thing. 
You know, God's interest in a really big way. I remember once having a dream because I can be a little bit driven. I like, I like work and work is a good thing. Amen. If a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. The Bible's into work. God likes work and you should be able to enjoy your work, but work shouldn't be the thing that consumes your life all the time. And, um, and I'm very focused. Souls, God, miracles, souls, miracles, souls, God, I wanna see souls, Jesus. I wanna see people uh, coming and being connected to you in greater way. I wanna see more and more opportunity for people to hear your love and to know you. And so I dream about these things, I run hard. But one day I had a dream, and in the dream, I was racing to the airport. Um, I was feeling a little bit anxious in the dream about getting there on time. My husband knows I'm a, I'm a bit pedantic about wanting to be early. I have a saying, you know, early is on time, on time is late. And um, Tom doesn't always feel the same way. But um, so in my dream, I'm feeling a little bit wound up because my hosts in the dream haven't got the same sense of urgency about getting me to the airport as I have. I'm trying to be polite in my dream, like, let's go, yes, let's go. Anyway, finally we get to the airport. And as I arrive at the airport, I go to check in and find out that it's not even open yet. And I look at my watch and my watch has disappeared. Then the next scene in the, in the dream is I'm on a bus and I go to get on this bus and I look into, in the bus, the bus is very full, but there's a big armchair just right up front there for me. So I go, oh, okay, it's a nice seat. Sit in the armchair and I'm driving in the bus on the way to Israel. Go figure. And then I get up and I go to use the bathroom open the door to the bathroom and there's a big bath in the bus. And then I woke up and I thought, that is a strange dream. Holy Spirit, are you trying to speak to me through this dream? And the Lord just began to speak to me. He said, Israel is representative of the promises. You're in a real hurry to get there. You wanna keep moving, you wanna keep going, you wanna see the promises. But he says, I want you to enjoy the journey. I want you to get in the bath. I want you to sit in the armchair. I want you to live your life moving toward the promises of God, but from a place of rest. And even that, my watch disappearing, the Lord was just saying, I've got this. I've got, it's all, I've got, your times are in my hands, hallelujah. And so the Lord has had to really educate me on rest and play, hallelujah. It used to be that my life would, and my happiness would be dependent on how well all the people I care about were doing. When they were doing well, I was doing well. If they weren't doing well, I wasn't doing so well because I'd be thinking about it and then talking about it and thinking about it and worrying about it and thinking about it. And so the Lord has had to teach me what it looks like to embrace very deliberately a balanced life of work, rest, and play. Hallelujah. It's scriptural. Jesus would, he'd, he'd uh, remove himself and go up on a mountain to get away 
and be alone with the Lord and refresh himself. One of my most um, enjoyable things to do is to get alone, away from people and things and just be alone with God. Walk on the beach or go snorkeling if I get the chance, hallelujah. Or, um, or just be outside all by myself with God and I get refreshed. And the Lord, He wants us to be deliberate and intentional to take time to enjoy and, and be refreshed. I, even this week, I was doing a few different pastoral visits and in very serious situations. But in between, um, I, would, I would laugh and joke and um, went and bought a rubber ball, bouncing ball, hallelujah. And, and I'm so blessed because I no longer live in that place where I carry the burdens of people from one to the other and then go home and think about everybody's drama. I'm a drama teacher by profession and it's not healthy to buy into the drama. In fact, I was talking just a few days ago um, to some people who, who don't know the Lord, um, an ex-policeman who had to stop her work because she got compassion fatigue, someone else that had burnt out in their profession, again, through compassion fatigue, because they didn't know how to cast their cares. You see, the scripture says, cast your cares on me because he cares for us, hallelujah. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. So I wanna share with you today a little bit of how we do that so that we can love intensely, we can weep with those who mourn, but that we can rejoice with those who rejoice and we can still live an abundant life of righteousness, peace, and joy no matter what circumstances we might be walking through. Amen? We're gonna to turn to Philippians chapter four if you've got it there. It says here, and I'm going to read it from um, the Passion Translation. It says here, be cheerful with joy, joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. There's a happy thought. <laughs> Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout the day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on that, is, that which is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind and fasten your thoughts on, glory, on the glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we've imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things, hallelujah. If you read it in other translations, he says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with 
thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Well, we can read that, we can know that, and think that's a good thing. But in our work, rest, and play, I really enjoyed Pastor Daniel's example of walking. We need to live our lives in a flow. And even when I'm resting, there are certain things that I still build into my life as daily disciplines that don't undermine the quality of the rest, but actually nourish the quality of my life. And I have, um, you know, I like, when I, when I relax, I like to go and play some Mozart, hallelujah, or read a book. For me, that's real relaxation. And um, I, I enjoy that. But just because I'm having a rest day doesn't mean that I don't have a shower, eat food. I like food, hallelujah. I still have things that I do in my life to enrich the quality of my life that are just built-in disciplines in my life. And one of those things that I build into my life as a discipline is spending time with God, letting Him nourish me, letting Him speak to me, speaking to Him, opening up the Bible, getting my journal out. I, I enjoy getting my cup of tea my Bible, my journal, put my music on, and we're gonna have some time with God, hallelujah. For me, that's an enjoyable time. But you know, sometimes people think, well, I'd like to do that. They'll read their Bible a bit, which is excellent and wonderful. If you just sit down and read your Bible, maybe make a note in your journal, that's fantastic. But a lot of people struggle with actually then prayer. It comes a bit more spasmodically or in spurts. It's easy because to read the Bible because you're actually doing something. It's a physical thing. I open my book, I can read the Bible, then I feel like I'm doing something. But the, the prayer part, that's a bit more relational and a little bit more awkward for some people. So I wanted to just help you today because I really believe that as we intentionally build into our lives some of these nourishing things as daily disciplines, we can see the quality of life and the purposes of God come to pass in glorious ways. Hallelujah. The will of God is that you would live life and life more abundant, that you would live overflowing with all the fullness of His love, that you would gaze upon His beauty, you'd look at His face and let His face light your face up, that He would fill you and nourish you with the love that you crave and long for, with the affection, with the affirmation, with the encouragement, with the supernatural strength, joy, peace, the truth of Him and who He is and your identity in Him, the reality of your righteousness in Him. He wants to encourage you, He wants to strengthen you every day. That's why He says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He doesn't want to just give you information, though I believe we really should feast on the Word of God every day. It's, it's always at least a couple of times a day for me that I, I open up the Word or listen to it or feast on it. But there's more 
than that that God has for you. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, make your requests known to God. Talk to Him about everything. Let your heart not be troubled and weighed down, but cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. You know, we can know this, I've known this since I was a child, but I still sometimes fall into the trap of wishing, hoping, and wanting things and not actually doing something about it, as in not actually praying. You know, there are things in your life, if I pressed you, what would you really like to see happen? What would you really want? So this morning when I had my time with the Lord, I got my journal out, new journal, very exciting when you get a new journal, hallelujah. What do I really want in terms of prayer if I could ask anything from the Lord? Well, I started to make a little bit of a list. I thought, well, I'd like to see this person get saved and this person and this person and this person. I really want their salvation. I wanna, wanna see that. And then I thought about others that actually, no, I really wanna see them saved too and them saved. And I thought, you know, I really spend very, very little time talking to God about that or praying into that situation. I want it, but I don't pray it very much. The Bible says, we have not because we ask not. You know what, it's so easy to fall into the trap of wanting something and not actually asking for it. And then he says, ask, and then with thank give thanks for what he's done. So say you've been longing for a family member to get saved for a very long time. I mean, I've been praying for my dad since I was six. It's been a little while, hallelujah but I'm still believing for it. And I do pray for him, but I pray for him pretty spasmodically, actually, when I think of it. The Lord's just challenged me. He said, you know, if you would be intentional with your prayer, start to write the vision down, start to put down what is it that you really wanna see, and then open it up every day and decide what you wanna pray into from that list instead of worrying about how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, you'll actually be able into, to enter into a supernatural peace that will cause your heart to be able to live in a place of rest and thanksgiving. Seems so basic and so simple, yet I still fail to mess it up. And I thought maybe I'm not the only one that sometimes has more wants in their heart than actual deliberate, intentional prayer. Hallelujah. I think, and then I went on to make a further list. <coughs> I went on to make a further list and I began to write, well, what do I wanna see in our church? I really want a building. I ask for a building quite regularly, but I don't every day bring it before the Lord and, and talk to the Lord and celebrate and thank Him for it. I actually probably, if I'm really real, probably moan about my desire for it to, to Tom more than I talk to God about it. Everyone's being very quiet. Am I just speaking to myself or does anyone know what I'm talking about? There's other things I wanna see happen and, and 
you know, desires, good desires that I have, desires from the Lord. But you know, God wants us to be intentional to go after it. There's a story in the Bible about Elijah and Elisha. Now, Elijah was getting ready to leave the earth and he was gonna be taken up. And Elisha knew it. It's the thing with prophets, they know what's going on. He knew he was going. And so he asked, he said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Elijah went, you've asked a hard thing. Well, if you see me when I go, you can have it. So Elijah's right, I'm not, Elisha says, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, I'm watching you. So they move along through the day and Elijah tries to dissuade him and say, oh, just stay here for a while, I'm going on over here. And Elisha goes, nah, I'm keeping my eye on you. I'm coming with you. He moves on to somewhere else. He says, just stay here for a little bit, I'm just going over here. Oh no, you don't, so I'm coming with you. And he isn't dissuaded, he keeps his eye on the prize. I want this and I'm going after that. He asked for it and then he focused on it. He didn't just let it fall by the wayside and think, well, we'll see if it's the will of God, I'll get it. He was like, no, I'm gonna have that. And then he did see Elijah get taken up in the whirlwind, hallelujah. And the mantle fell down. Did he then go, well, that's good, excellent, I'm glad I've got that. No, he actually picked it up. Then he did something with it. He struck the water and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the waters parted. And as we go on to read, we, we see that Elisha did actually do twice as many recorded miracles as Elijah. But in that story, I see, I see so many things. Now God has given us an invitation in that story. Jesus is the only other man that we read of being taken up in someone else's sight up into heaven. And we saw, the disciples saw Jesus go up and Jesus declared before he left, the same works that I do and greater works will you do? Those who believe. In other words, we get an invitation into a double portion of the same anointing that Jesus had as he walked the earth. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little more excited about that than you seem to be. You see, all of scripture, prophecy, is invitational waiting for your response. Waiting for you to go, I want that, I'm gonna have it. And then not only going after it, but intentionally receiving it with thanksgiving and then picking it up and activating it, hallelujah. We can begin to do that with our prayer lives. So intentionally, making a decision. Okay, I'm not gonna just drift through this year with my prayer life. I wanna be intentional. I'm gonna write 
things down that I really wanna see come to pass. I'm gonna open it up every day. I, I won't pray for everything on my list because it's a long list. But I will ask the Holy Spirit, lead me today to which one on this list so that they don't go out of my mind and then I'll pray into it. Father, thank you for this one today. Thank you, Lord, that you've heard my prayers for their salvation. Lord, I ask today that you would bring people across their path that would minister the gospel. Lord, I ask today that you'd turn their thoughts toward you. Lord, I ask Holy Spirit, you'd hover over them today. Lord, give them a dream from you. Thank you that you're softening their heart. Thank you for their salvation today. When I do that, what I'm doing is coming into agreement with the will of God. I am coming into obedience to the Word of God, which says, ask, hallelujah, and then give thanks. And then I have the freedom to come into a place of rest. I don't have to then agonize for the rest of the day and remember, oh, that's right, they're not saved yet, this is terrible, what are we going to do? Jesus didn't live as the most miserable person on the earth. He didn't live burdened by everything all the time. He wept when he saw the people weeping. He laughed when, and, and celebrated with those that were celebrating. He made more wine for the people having a wedding. Jesus wasn't one to um, carry the emotional pressure of all the weight of the world continually around all the time throughout the day. He knew how to cast his cares on the Lord, deal with things when the Lord said, deal with this, and then rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, and live a life of balance and joy. Hallelujah. God wants us not to buy into the drama of all the things going on around us, not to fill our conversations with the latest dramas, but to actually be intentional, not to, to buy into worry and stress and fear, but to do something about it. That is to deliberately put it down and say, right, I'm gonna put this down and I'm gonna pray about this and then tomorrow I'm gonna pray about this. If the Lord leads, I'll pray about this. It's gonna be on my list, but I'm gonna remind myself every day. I'm gonna look at this list every day. Thank you, Lord, I'm asking for this. I'm going after this, and I know you said whatever I ask according to your will, I can have, so I'm really excited. This is coming my way. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. This isn't just a nice little pep talk. I believe that the Holy Spirit is bringing us into such a season of divine acceleration that until we deliberately and intentionally start to fix our thoughts on what He is thinking, the things above, the will of heaven, then we will uh, be somewhat blinded to the window of opportunity that we have right now. God is opening such doors of divine favor and opportunity. He says, I wanna do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine. And that is not for 2020, that is for now. It's a divine invitation waiting for you to pick it up and say, right, let's have this. God's asking us to deliberately start to structure our lives in a way 
that we live with divine focus that we determine, right, I'm not going to live with a whole lot of wants and desires that just sort of float around and occasionally torment me. I'm going to deliberately bring them before the Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm gonna give thanks. I'm gonna celebrate. And then I'm gonna come into a place of supernatural peace. Hallelujah. And then tomorrow, I'm gonna open up my list. I'm gonna look at that. I'm gonna pray as the Holy Spirit leads me. He's gonna show me how to pray. He's gonna show me what to pray. And then I'm gonna give thanks. And then I'm gonna celebrate. I'm gonna rest, hallelujah. I'm gonna exercise. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna be productive. I'm gonna have supernatural ideas. You see, if your mind is clouded with worries and thoughts and other people's problems all the time, there's no space for the creativity of heaven to inspire you onto the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that He has for you. God wants us to have the space in our lives where we have uncluttered peace so that we can dream the dreams of heaven. You and I are called to do the same works as Jesus and greater works in order to be able to hear, see, go, and run with Him, we need to be intentional to bring our cares to Him, to deliberately lift it to Him, cast it on Him, and then live in that place of supernatural peace so we can hear the voice of God, the still small voice of God, the voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. You know, as I play with my little bouncy ball, Occasionally, in between everything, my latest little novelty, I find that I start to get really creative ideas. Because instead of being morose and dramatic, or even feeling guilty that I'm not feeling emotional about someone else's drama, if I let myself be happy, Instead of feeling like, well, that's a sign that I don't care about them. No, I care intensely. But I care intensely enough to know that in order to be a really healthy leader, I need to learn how to cast it, lift it to the Lord, let it go, and then create space for what's next, God. To have space to think, what are you, what are you dreaming of now, Lord? What, what would you like to do? What would, you know, it'll make you a more productive person. It'll make you a more fruitful person. God wants to, you to live a life of freedom and supernatural joy. His desire for you is to be very intentional with this magnificent gift of life that we've been given. God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Everything you've ever asked, hoped or imagined. So my prayer for you is that you would live Take up this abundant life, be intentional and deliberate with it, and make your tomorrow begin with an intentional asking. Ask, and you will receive. Hallelujah. Ask, and keep on asking. Knock, and keep on knocking. God is looking for us to deliberately go after it till we have it so we can go on and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. There might be things that you've been longing for and asking for for a long, long time. 
I believe if you start to put this down intentionally, God will give you strategy as to how to pray and will lift the fear and the worry and the anxiety that you've been living with for so many years because you haven't yet seen it come to pass. When you have the capacity to do something proactive about it, he links prayer here so clearly to not being anxious, not worrying. This is the answer. Instead of worrying, instead of bemoaning why it hasn't happened, this is what you can do. Do something about it, hallelujah. Let's pray, let's pray intentionally with celebration, thanksgiving and happy dances, hallelujah, that we have what we have asked for before we've ever seen it come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we say thank you. You know, I really believe that this coming year, there's going to be two sorts of people in the church. Those that will just live it like they have and float through the next year, hoping things will happen. And those who'll have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church and realize this is a season of supernatural, unprecedented favor. That it's a time to get into the slipstream of the favor of the Lord and to run with the wind of God at your back. God's wind, God's wave is at your back. But if you aren't focused, it'll take you all sorts of places. There is going to be an acceleration and you need to determine what sort of thing it's going to propel you towards. You're either gonna be propelled and accelerated into mediocrity and sadness and, and confusion if you aren't focused on what you are wanting to hit, what you are wanting to move towards, or you're gonna be propelled into the fullness of the purposes of God, the plans, the destiny of God. God wants us to deliberately, in this season, recognize, okay, I want acceleration, what am I going to give my attention to? The water's coming, the rain's coming. Do you want it to grow your weeds or do you want it to grow the plants that you wanna see come to pass? Get intentional, don't put up with the other stuff, the distractions, don't let your life become cluttered with worries and anxiety. Start to deliberately and intentionally write it down, write the vision, make it plain, and then do something about it on a daily basis. Don't just read your word, take your prayer list out, talk to the Lord about the requests that you have, then celebrate, thank Him, worship Him, and spend time waiting on Him to see His divine answers, His divine strategies, His divine supernatural creative ideas, hallelujah. He doesn't just want us two to be fixated on one problem and go after that. He doesn't want us to be problem focused. He wants us to be kingdom focused, hallelujah. And okay, this person, I really wanna see breakthrough in their life, so every day, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask the Lord for a new way to pray for them in that situation today. Then I'm not gonna live there, I'm gonna look around and see, what do you want else, Lord, today? If, if your happiness is dependent on someone else's circumstances, you are bound for misery. God wants you to embrace the bath, 
on the journey, knowing that He is taking you to the promises that He has for you as you intentionally give Him your heart, your focus, and you come into a place of supernatural rest that only comes when you intentionally pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you for your grace and your help. We're gonna pray for some people in just a few minutes. But I, I really ask that you would consider in this new year, how can I partner with God in this season of divine acceleration? It's a season of supernatural harvest. I was reading um, something by Lance Walner today. He was talking about pruning. And um, he said, you, you don't just prune dead branches, you actually prune good branches to direct the flow to the really fruitful branches. That's the intention. And you need to give your attention to what is really being fruitful in your life. And it's a good thing to take stock, I think, and to think, what, what is it that is really bearing fruit and fruitful in my life? How can I give that more intention and more focus this year? And you can do that beginning with intentional, deliberate, disciplined daily prayer. Hallelujah. But God's looking for us to, to embrace this because I believe we're gonna see people rising up into places of such influence that we'll shake our heads and be amazed at the speed at which God positions people in this coming, coming uh, year. So Father, I thank you, Lord. We just lift up this new year to you and we ask Holy Spirit, that you would hover over us as a church, as a people, that you would reveal to us your plans, your purposes, your supernatural ideas. Lord, that you would inspire us, encourage us, empower us not to live in the drama of other people's circumstances or even our own circumstances, but to live in a place of supernatural peace that is intentional in, as we pray uh, and bring the, our requests to you with thanksgiving. Lord, I'm asking and I'm declaring a blessing on our church's prayer life. Lord, that you would bless the prayer life of everyone listening, Lord, right now. That you would bless them to pray, to intentionally hear your voice, to, to intentionally ask God with thanksgiving and faith and hope in their hearts, Lord. That you would lead them to partner with you in divine acceleration through prayer this year in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here today and you know in your heart you haven't got a relationship with God, you can ask till you're blue in the face, but if you don't know the one you are asking, it's very hard to have faith in someone you don't know. God's looking for us to have a genuine relationship. We were singing it earlier, all my fountains are in you. Brett, I just loved that, that was so beautiful. But it's a truth, it's a reality, it's a scripture in that there is a source of life, a source of supernatural joy that no one can take. It's a peace that passes understanding. It's knowing that for eternity I will be with God because He has covered my sin. He has taken it away from me. He's given me a brand new heart. He's given me His righteousness and He's qualified me to be joined to Him in fellowship now and for eternity. It's something that must be done through an act of deliberate, intentional faith. God's so good, He gives every one of us a free will. 
But unless we choose to operate that free will and say, I want that God, I want to receive the gift of mercy, I want to receive your righteousness. Without righteousness, no one can see God. So God, who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, became sin so we could become the righteousness of God, so that we would be made qualified to be joined with a perfectly holy God, hallelujah, become new on the inside. Some of us think, especially when we're young, that life goes on forever. But life is like a breath. Even if you lived 100 years, it's like a little breath compared to eternity. We need to be intentional, not just to prepare for this coming year, but we need to prepare for eternity. If you're here today and you say, I wanna get my life right with God, I wanna receive Christ as my Redeemer, my Savior, I want to acknowledge I need Him as Savior and Lord. The Bible says that if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. That is, if you will believe not only in His existence, but that He died for you and you receive it, you pick it up like the mantle that fell, you pick up the gift of righteousness by faith and you say, thank you, Lord, I need forgiveness, I receive it, I, I need a new heart, I need your salvation, I receive it. When you do that and you declare Jesus is my Savior, Jesus is my Lord, you come into uh, eternal life with Him. So if you're here and you say, yes, that's me, I wanna get my life right with Christ today. I wanna be reconciled to God. I want to become part of His family. I wanna know without any doubt that I am saved. I wanna respond to the mercy of Christ. Let me wave your hand, uh, let me see your hand as you wave it at me. I wanna pray for you. Is there anyone here that says, yes, that's me? Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info@glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info@glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.